Welcome to episode number 35 of the Going for Greatness podcast, conversations with unbelievably gritty people. These conversations will help you propel your life beyond the ordinary. Today, we are talking about the cancel culture. We're going to dive right in to figure out how to survive if you are canceled. And to do that, we're speaking to international public relations guru, Evan Neerman. Evan wrote the book called Cancel Culture Curse, From Rage to Redemption in a World That's Gone Mad. How true that is. So buckle up. We're going to dish out some tips and tricks on how to avoid being canceled and what to do if you're canceled. Now let's dive in. I really want to understand what an average person can do now to have an opinion about something and yet not offend someone. How do you walk that line? It's very hard in today's world because inevitably you are going to do or say something, even if it's inadvertent, that upsets someone else. So there are a few things that you can do to avoid the likelihood of that happening. And that would be don't focus on really hot button issues like politics or religion or get embroiled in posting about the culture wars and the topics that are really lightning rods for controversy. So simply avoiding some of those is probably a good practice. If you're a solopreneur or a small business owner, you just have to be very, very careful. And so I think there's two lessons when it comes to social media that I like to tell people. And these are really critical for also parents to impart to their kids, which are to share with care and post with purpose. Because if you do that, you'll eliminate a lot of the things that get people into trouble. Hit pause before you post and really think about, you know, am I revealing too much information, like personal information or the fact that I'm away from my home, for instance? Don't post in real time that when you're on vacation because then it's a notice to the whole world, hey, my house is empty. And similarly, before you put something out there, think about what the impact is that you're trying to, or that you could potentially make if someone reads and misinterprets this? Are you, is this putting you in a light in which you want to be viewed? Or is this potentially something that isn't going to age well, that's going to look bad or is going to upset others? Now I have two teenagers and they're impulsive. They maybe don't understand the gravity of singing a song and recording it and putting it on TikTok, for example. I mean, I've had experiences with friends' kids, and these are like really serious issues that can be super tricky for getting into colleges or just going about your everyday life. Things are completely misunderstood. I know you wrote this amazing book called Cancel Culture Curse from Rage to Redemption in a World Gone Mad, which is a fabulous title. I love it. What does one do? Say you get canceled, say by accident, you know, you post something on Facebook and people take offense to it. You did not post with purpose. What is the playbook to stop the insanity of being canceled? There's an entire chapter in the book that really lays out the playbook. If you want more details, obviously you can access the book. You can get it at Barnes and Noble, wherever books are sold, Amazon.com. You can listen to it on Audible, where I'm actually the narrator. So it'll be like I'm reading it right to you. A bedtime story. I'm not going to say it's a bedtime story because I don't (laughs) want anyone to take the impression that maybe I'm saying I want to climb into bed with the listener. Again, I'm erring on the side of caution. 
Oh my goodness, I have not clearly read the entire book because look what I just did. I spoke without purpose there. I didn't pause and think about that. You're right. Okay, so we can buy the book. You can get the book and you can absorb the content and playbook for how to navigate it is in there. Now I'll tell you anyway, even before you read it, part of it is a is a mindset. And you have to adopt this mindset that you are not going to be canceled. You have to refuse to be canceled. So if you do actually find yourself under fire, you're getting criticized, you're drawing heat, you have to fortify yourself and you have to know that it's incumbent upon you to actually get into the discussion and to defend yourself. So if you didn't mean to offend people, you need to tell them, I wasn't trying to offend anyone. Here's what I meant. If someone's misinterpreting it, you have to be willing to get in the discussion and to set the record straight. Because if you don't tell your story and you don't explain it, no one else is going to explain it for you. Now, you raised a really vital thing, which is a huge risk for kids these days. And that is simply singing along, especially with a rap song, can get you in a load of trouble because of the use of profanity and the common use of the N-word. So even just uttering the N-word aloud, certainly on video, especially if you're not a person of color, it's an instant way to get yourself into a load of trouble. And so not doing that is a fundamental thing that parents should remind their kids. And, and if you avoid that, then then you're going to prevent yourself from, from coming under fire. That is a true issue with kids because they love rap music and it is chock full of words that are inappropriate to say and they record themselves and you sort of feel like a little bit of a a nutty parent by saying something like, oh, stop singing that. Don't sing that. Stop recording. This is not okay because it's taken out of context. Is it sort of like the woman on the airplane a few weeks ago who apparently had a meltdown and then she refused to be canceled. Now, I don't know the details of her meltdown, but she's apparently um, singing her praises and back on top. She was all over the news, all over the media. Do you know who I'm talking about? I do. And I saw her post afterwards and she definitely adopted the position of refusing to be canceled. And she attempted to explain herself. She attempted to make things right. And so I give her a lot of credit for doing that. And if you watch her video, she says, you know, I became famous and not for a good reason. Yeah. What I do think she did a good job of was trying to explain it. The thing that people also need to understand is when you're in a crisis, not just a a, a target of cancel culture attack, if you're in a crisis itself, you have an opportunity because the spotlight is on you and you have a megaphone and you can get your message out. So that woman who had the meltdown on the plane, she instantly got so many followers on social media and she was able to use her soapbox to get her message out there. Will it actually revive her career prospects? I don't know. Maybe. The jury's still out on that. But at least she does deserve credit for owning her mistake and then attempting to put it into context. Say you're canceled and you you fight your way back. Do you basically get off social media at that point? Or do you just learn your lesson and, and post with purpose, as you say? Try to bridge that gap between not offending and having an opinion. In, even in, in a non-social media venue, it's, it's very tricky, right? Even at a dinner party or at a social event, it's, it's very tricky now. I think people have to determine on a case-by-case basis and, and for themselves whether it benefits them 
or it harms them to be active on social media. And so for some people who lack impulse control or maybe don't have a filter, they just might be better off being in a closed network. So a a text group among like-minded friends. So if they feel this urge, this compulsion to share their opinion, at least they're sharing it with people who know them and may disagree with them, but won't try to ruin their lives. The problem is, everybody's connected through these social platforms. And so once you hit post, it's out there in the world and people can take what you've said and they can they can interpret it correctly or they can misinterpret it and they can rally to take you down. And you know, the reason I wrote the book in the first place was I was seeing how everyday citizens were getting their careers completely demolished, finding themselves unable to not just explain what happened, getting beat up so badly in the mainstream press, on social media, with their employers getting bullied by mobs of cancel vultures to where they didn't just lose their jobs. They lost their future career prospects because this tidal wave, this avalanche of negative coverage then stays with them online. I'm a believer that people can make mistakes. They sh- they are going to make mistakes. We all are, are going to make mistakes. We have to get back to a time in our society where people can learn and grow and they can be given the freedom to make a mistake and not to be permanently punished for it. I love what you're saying. I hope the public shaming ends and I am looking forward to reading the entirety of your book, Evan Nearman, founder of Bread Banyan Public Relations. And I'm very happy that you made the time to speak to me this morning. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. This was a great discussion. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Going for Greatness show. If you found insight on how to avoid being canceled, maybe you want to not bogart this and pass this episode on to a friend. By the way, there's 34 other amazing conversations. All of them feature badass individuals who fearlessly recount mind-blowing journeys, whether it's in business or climbing to the tippy top of Mount Everest. All of these conversations showcase unbelievable human spirit triumphing over adversity. I'm your host, Jennifer Weissman, and I look forward to connecting with you next time on the Going for Greatness show.